Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. And now back to Here I Stand. I'm John Kirkwood, and I'm, uh, uh, well, it's, it's, I'm not flanked anymore. It more, more looks like a Brady Bunch type thing, but I am with uh, Pastor James Pittman Jr. of New, New Hope Community Church in Palatine and uh, Pastor Calvin Lindstrom of the Church of Christian Liberty in Arlington Heights. And this, more, this afternoon, we uh, are going to take up uh, some current events. Um, between last week and this week, we've had uh, events down in Charlottesville, um, a protest against the removal of a Civil War statue that wasn't really about that. It was, it was an alt-right movement. Uh, it wasn't just local people and, and Civil War reenactors and uh, lovers of history saying, wait, wait a minute, do it the right way. It was, it was actually um, neo-Nazis and, 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 and other people in this group that was, that, that was winked at during the election. And they were confronted by a group called, uh, is it Antifa? Is that how it's pronounced? But the, they, it stands for anti-fascist. And that actually, they are fascist. And they're, they're a hard left group. And they use the um, tactics and the tools of uh, old school fascists. They use violence. They use chaos uh, to get their point across. And so it's quite ironic that they've taken that name. Uh, but in the wake of all this, in the wake of a botched um, uh, a, a Tuesday press conference by by uh, President Trump that now has led to what some believe it was the reason for the firing of Steve Bannon, the White House counsel who used to run Breitbart. A lot has happened. A lot of people have been, uh, I would say, distracted by this thing, arguing. Uh, and President Trump actually made the statement that there there's there there were there were bad people on both sides, but he kind of tried to put a sheen on the alt right, saying that, that you know there were some good people in there. And uh, so, gentlemen, how do you feel? Um, how do you feel this is representative of what what is to come? Is this a symptom of a of a greater disease, or is this uh, going to be something that uh, well that blows the lid off the whole thing? Are the wheels coming off the Trump train? Hmm. I think the wheels are coming off the United States of America. Um, what you're seeing is the out, the outworking or the results of a culture that no longer believes in the concept of absolute truth, that there is an absolute right and wrong, that, that, that there is a, a moral standard by which we can uh, collectively agree upon. And so when you, when you lose that moral clarity, um, and everyone does what is right in his own eyes, then this is what you get. This is chaos. And I've said this with a few friends and, and spoke to a few people, and, and, I, and I've asked the question, how does this end? Where does it end? I mean, what, what, what's going to stop what we see when, 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 when you have large groups of people in this country who, who disagree vehemently and you've lost even the respect, you've lost the, 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 even the desire to be somewhat civil. Let, so let me just cut in, uh, let me cut in on that for one second. Mm -hmm. And you said large groups. Um, is it large groups? Yes. Or is it vocal 
minority groups. This I, is a, this you, is a, okay, this is a small, small uh, a segment of, I think, what's going on in the logic picture. You have pro-life against uh, pro-choice. You have mm-hmm. gay against straight, transgender against those who don't, don't believe that. This is just a small uh, a picture of between the alt-right and the alt-left. I mean, we're divided on so many, so many lines in this country, and there's no moral clarity. There's no moral standard by which we can all gather around and say this is right and this is wrong. It used to be a Judeo-Christian moral standard that we could somehow rally around. That's gone. That is absolutely gone. And so now you have to the point now to where there's no clear direction. There's no moral in, clarity. You know, I don't want to get off topic, but I'm going to challenge your statement there, okay. James, okay. that we that we used okay. to have this Christian core that, that we we had that Christian core and we didn't rally around it in 1860. Right. Uh I mean, the church didn't solve the, the the church did not solve slavery in the United States. No. You can make an argument that the church solved it in the UK because uh-huh. it was bloodless there. Uh-huh. But it, it cost half a million lives here, and um, we might still be feeling the after effect uh, of that. So was it was a Christian nation then. There was devout people on both sides, but the church didn't solve that issue. No, it didn't, and I, and I, I didn't say that the church. Okay. Was was at a point to where it solved all the problems. At least, even in 1860, you had a general sense that 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 God created man and woman. That marriage was between one man and one woman. A general sense that there was a baby in the womb, not not a fetus. You still had a general sense of 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 of, of things that we took for granted that we no longer can take for granted anymore. Hey, we took for granted that they had a male anatomy. Everyone agreed that was a male. We, we took that for granted for how for, for all the way up until just recently. That simple, straightforward, very clear, moral, logical view that if you have a male anatomy, you made you a male, that's gone. That is gone. Even in 1860, you had a sense to where is divorce was bad. Staying married for the sake of the family was good. Um, if at all, if, if at all possible, that's gone even when i was growing up in the 70s it was shameful to have a one-parent home um um uh, it was shameful to be on food stamps i remember teasing kids you guys on food stamps you're on food stamps because the work ethic was such it was shameful to not have a job in the work and, and take care of your family that to receive government assistance was shameful that's gone all of that is just gone Let- let me let me get Calvin in on this by taking what you just said and putting Calvin in a corner. Um, <clears throat> Calvin, the description he just gave of the current state of the United States um, is is a darker view than, for example, I'm going to bring up Doug Wilson and make you defend him because you both have the same eschatology. Um, D- Doug Wilson thinks that, that that God is doing some of this, that that the shakeup and the the earthquake in the country over Trump and so forth is God doing it? Now, I'm not going to say God's not doing it, uh, because I think you can make a strong argument that God may be judging the folly of a country that can't decide what a boy is, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, and where we go to the bathroom. Um, so I'm not saying that I think God might be judging our country because we oh. look, we can't decide the difference between a boy and a girl. 
Oh. Where do you come down on that? Are, are you are you in Wilson's corner, or, or are you seeing that this this? It seems when when you if you describe the current climate, where where we're really having these discussions, not just about whether there, there should be a civil war statue up, but what James said of we are allowing we are allowing uh, girls to take um, steroids. Um, and, and they would have been disqualified if they're just taking steroids. But if they say they want to transition to be a man, then they're allowed to take the steroids and compete against uh, other girls in, in, in wrestling in, in, in Texas. We're allowing boys who are transitioning to compete against girls. I mean, if you said this to people five years ago, they'd look at you like you're squirrely or something. No. Calvin, are we under, is this a God thing? Uh, number one, and are we under judgment or, um, is somehow are we, are we would not see in the light, James. Uh, well, I, I would, in, a, in one sense, everything is a God thing, right? Uh, I don't know if it, if it's going to be for our, our immediate judgment or for, uh, you know, shaking things up. Here, here's, here's my understanding. I, my, the, the, the number of people who are part of that white nationalist protest, I think was pretty small, Right. I don't think it was a huge group of people. And, and I don't know how many people are in you know, uh, Antifa. I, I'm guessing it's a small, it's a small number. So th those, they, they represent the radical extreme. However, there are maybe tensions that are connected to that. And I don't think we're in an immediate, uh, I, I don't see, oh, next week, next year, we're going to face you know, some, some civil war. However, if things start getting more tense in this nation economically, then I think those are exploitable divisions um, that, that will become, you know, maybe they become fulcrums or wedges for, for others. I, I, I would say in some sense, they're, um, they, they advance an agenda. Is your, is your argument that, uh, for example, the clash down in Charlottesville, these other things that are going on, are a molehill? that the Democratic Party and the major media have an interest in making into a mountain? I, I think so. I think so. However, there could be, there could be a larger, you know, maybe they do represent uh, larger fault lines. If California has uh, a 4.5 or a 5.0 earthquake, uh, they say, oh, that's not, that's not major, but oh, maybe there's, maybe it's a, a sign of something bigger. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it could be a portent for something larger. Um, I, I think most Americans are probably more concerned about the start of the NFL season, sadly, mm -hmm. and a lot of other issues than they are about what is going on in, in some cases. Um, so, I mean, social media has been a buzz and, and understandably so. Um, and then of course you get the president involved in it and that that's made it now at, at, you know, such a huge, such a huge level. And in our culture, everything, you know, some of it's shaped by the media and some of it's shaped by social media. And so it, it almost, it almost goes to zero to 60 in you know, just a couple of seconds. Um, you know, were, were there greater tensions back in the 1960s? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. No, James, 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 listen, listen, oh. you, you had the, you had the, you had Vietnam you had the sexual revolution going on. You, you had the outbreak of, 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 of the hippies. Now, wait, you had three major assassinations, JFK, RFK, and Martin Luther King Jr. 
we've had nothing even in that ballpark right now. John. Um, for you to say it's worse now than it was then. No, no. I, here's why I'm saying it's worse. Okay. Martin Luther King's strategy, which was very clear, was he says, I'm going to shame white evangelicals to live out what they say they believe in the scriptures. He mm -hmm. used the scriptures within the civil rights movement and even if even if it was if it was bad in vietnam even if it was bad with the civil rights you had the moral clarity to bring us back to a center or to at least guide us out of those times what you, do you, you had, wait 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 you had what the moral clarity you had the moral clarity with martin luther king jr you yes. did not have it with the black panthers well, the black you, 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 you did not have it with Malcolm X, but the black, black and there Panthers, was still a division there. No, who's, but the Black Panthers did, didn't move society the way the civil rights of Martin Luther King did. Okay, okay? Right. but even still, you had a culture back in the sixties, dare I say, even the seventies, that at least agreed, and, and, and wasn't taken down Ten Commandments, and didn't and at least agreed that the Judeo-Christian value system was what no. we lived by. Yeah, James. You don't and, have that now. Uh, that's because Madeline Murray O'Hare hadn't won her court cases yet. But go ahead, no. Kelvin. I think what James is saying is there there is even less now to hold this nation yes. together than yeah. there was before. And that you know what? I have to agree with James on that. Now I would say the you know what's holding this nation together? Netflix and <laughs> <laughs> entertainment. You know, it's it's and, trivia. And, and I think so, so again again, gentlemen, let let, let 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 me ask you to wrap up your thoughts. Uh, with this in mind, okay? If that's true, Calvin, why wouldn't God judge this country if that's right. true? Right. Uh, number one. This but number two, uh, yeah. what do you say to Christians who are caught up in, you know, during, before the primary, before um, President Trump, then candidate Trump, had secured his position as, as the, uh, the, the, the Republican Party's choice, um, a critic of his said that, that Trump was going to be a wrecking ball to the Republican Party in that he would prove every um, every argument that the left uses against us, every caricature that the left uses against us would be true. And, and he wrote this article right after Trump said that, uh, you, you know, there's got to be, the women have to be punished for abortions on Chris Matthews, right? Which is something that the, the pro-choice uh, movement has used against us all. So they're going to put women in jail. And he, he said they're going to prove it. Now, um, he didn't make the argument about how conservatives and Republicans are always called racist, you know, but you can make that argument right now because he's, he played footsie with the alt-right movement and he seemed to defend them the other day. So my question to you on the way out here, are the Christians who have involved themselves so deeply with Trump are now in an awkward place because, um, they know what scripture says uh, about race and they know what uh, scripture and, and are they, have we reached a dividing line with at least some of the brethren who uh, rallied around Trump and now, now are in a precarious position, a vulnerable position, James. Hmm. That, that, say it again. <laughs> the Christians who defend Trump, like the Democrats used to defend Obama, no matter what. And here's the funny thing. When Obama said, um, I believe in traditional marriage, one man, one woman, they all defended him. And then two weeks later, after he got learned up by Malia and Sasha, 
that he said, I, I, I've evolved on this. They all defended him. So wrong about you couldn't, the law of non-contradiction doesn't matter when you have an idolater. And what I'm saying is, if what do you say to the Christians who find themselves now maybe just waking up to the fact that they've painted themselves into a corner because they were so desperate, right, to defeat Hillary or to win, that they tied themselves to, to a guy who is a little bit too friendly with this crazy alt-right movement? Uh. If, if, if you were a Christian who tied yourself to Donald Trump because you were so desperate to, to, to beat Hillary, that therein lies the problem. A Christian should never be so desperate in a political campaign to where they sacrifice biblical truth and, and, and sacrifice your integrity as, as one who, who holds the very truths of God. So, so if you were so if your if your main goal at the time was to beat Hillary and not to represent Christ as as, as presented in the scriptures, that's the problem in the first place. Mm-hmm. Your priorities were mixed up and you weren't clear. So here's what I would say to to to, to any Christian who painted themselves in a corner with Donald Trump. The mistake wasn't that Donald Trump has now somehow let you down the last seven months. That wasn't the mistake. But the mistake was you let yourself be in a position where Donald Trump could let you down for the last seven months because you should, you should have never tied yourself to a man who clearly was not a moral man. And, and Christians have set their morals aside and says we're going to go and, and attach ourselves to this man politically. That's the problem. That is the problem. So Christians do this. Don't put your faith in man. Don't put your faith in Donald Trump. Don't put your faith in any other government official. You seek the Lord, you, 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 you represent the scriptures to the best of your ability, you represent truth to the best of your ability, uh, and, and, and put your faith in the kingdom to come, not the so-called kingdom now. Calvin, I'm not going to let you off um, that lightly. Here's your question. So uh, Donald Trump uh, hires you as his spiritual advisor. He gets, gets rid of Jefferson. And the rest of them, and he brings you in, and 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 you get to sit down with them for for, for five minutes tomorrow. Um, what is your advice to him on on this issue? Uh, I would uh, probably advise him to call for a day of national repentance and prayer, mm. and to uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know that he has any uh, moral authority, unfortunately, to to do that now. He doesn't, uh, and that that's. I, I don't think, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe we look too much to people like presidents to, to guide us and direct us uh, in, in these things. And uh, so, so may, maybe the advice would be Donald just needs to spend the day in repentance and prayer. But remember, but, remember, remember, Calvin, he, he famously said he's asked forgiveness for nothing. That's true. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I so know. I, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So see, seeing that you're both dodging that question, then Calvin, I, I, let's, let's go out on this issue. Uh, what, what is your advice to Christians and in, in, who, who find themselves in a place where they're having, they're, they're being lumped in to this group that, that they're not a part of. What, what is your advice to the Christian who, who, who did support Trump, who voted for Trump, but who hates racism and who would never, March in a tiki torch parade, um, you know, with swastikas. What, what do you say to that person going forward? 
You know, you know, one of the things I think is, is, um, is very troubling in all of this and CNN posted the so-called research of the Southern Poverty Law Center identifying all the active hate groups. And, and some of the groups they identify are, are radical groups. I, I don't have any problem with some of their designations. But on that list uh, included the Illinois Family Institute, uh, Peter wow. LaBarbera, uh, wow. others that we know that are part of uh, an organization. Uh, so so three, uh, three pretty close to home groups, friends of yeah. ours, were identified as hate groups. And uh, this is, um, I mean, I think it's one of the challenges that we face now as Christians. If you disagree with some of the positions, you are now lumped in with uh, skinheads, white supremacists, etc. And it, it's one of the things that I find very distasteful about the Southern Poverty Law Center and those that sympathize with them, Mark Zuckerberg and, and others, we're going to give them a million dollars to advance their cause and uh, it's very troubling that their list, and, and obviously I get their magazine every month or, or whenever it comes out, they identify some pretty radical people, but they lump, they would lump people like me and James and you, John, in, in with that. Uh, I'm, I'm almost surprised we have never made the list. Um, I guess it maybe, uh, and, and I haven't attempted to be on that list mm -hmm. uh, because I, it, it presents complications. Uh, people just assume it's true. So uh, one, you know, Jesus said we have to be as harmless as doves, but wise as serpents. And, and this is a place that we have to be very careful in how we speak. We do have to be careful because it is easy to be uh, twisted, taken out of context in, in this day and age. Uh, we do, I mean, our, our, our call is to show love, but to speak the truth. And there will be people who hate us for doing that. We have to do it, but don't think you're going to get everybody to like you. Jesus said quite the opposite. Right. But let it let us not uh let's not be driven by fear then but we do have to to own the shame and the slander that may come with that correct folks we'll uh catch our next show uh shortly share it if you like it uh we're now doing videos as well uh, on our youtube channel so uh i itunes store um google play and now youtube uh you can find us also at christianleague.org we'll See you next time. Thanks for joining us.